one, two, three, four. Hey, hey. about I'll be alone dancing you know it baby tell me your troubles and doubts giving me everything inside and out and love strains so real in the dark think of the tender things that we were working on slow change may pull us apart when the light gets into your heart, baby Don't you forget about me Don't, 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 don't Don't you forget about me Will you stand above me? Look my way, never love me Rain keeps falling Falling down, down, down Will you recognize me? Call my name or walk on by Rain keeps falling, rain keeps falling down we started this podcast we made a commitment to give you quality programming each and every week three years have gone by and we haven't missed a beat but every once in a while we can't do it on a regular thursday night and we have to assemble a cast of characters that can come in on a breakfast time on the morning time a breakfast club if you will <laughs> a collection of characters that the podcast world has never seen before <laughs> super we, group yeah super group we have the brains on guitar, we've got the jock there strumming away in the back. We've got the charismatic criminal on the microphone. And we have the ginger splay-legged whore. <laughs> <laughs> Rounding out the group. It's a perfect, it's a perfect combination. The only thing we have to do to get it started. Let's play the theme song, boys. Oh. everybody live from the Dutch Hall. We are the greatest podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove, Ontario, due mostly to the greatest band in podcast history, the Nocturnal Emissions, who are in the house today hey, comprised right. of Steve, the reluctant German, hey, hey. the brains of the, of the band. We have the jock of the band, Michael Bow on rhythm guitar. Hello there. And then here's our Molly Ringwald, our <laughs> sweet Molly Ringwald. Dave Thank the Rooster you. Charters, the man that writes music for the show, is here. Thank you for the compliment. And I am your host, two-time President's Club Award winner. <laughs> two-time. Judd Nelson, a.k.a. Pete Van Dyke. <laughs> a.k.a. Unemployed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. Hey. Yeah. Great opening, guys. Get it. Right. Yeah, we did it. You know, I feel bad about uh, disparaging Molly Ringwald in that opening. <laughs> you know, right. I think that we could have <laughs> we could have been kinder to her. You know, she wasn't really a she was the beauty queen, not the splay legged whore. <laughs> but when I but when I when I when I came up with the comparison initially, 
to have us all as members of the Breakfast Club. You know, yeah. my brother, who was not able to be here, Paul Van Dyke, he's, he's mm-hmm. put his family ahead of us all. He was the basket case, I would say, <laughs> right? But I'm like, well, so that leaves Dave as our Molly Ringwald. But that, if I am Judd Nelson, of course, without the almond nostrils, <laughs> I would uh, I would have to be the one that ends up taking a dive between Charter's legs at one point in the movie. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Which is horrible. Dip in there. Just right? Yeah, you wouldn't, want to, you wouldn't want to do that again, would you? No, I wouldn't. As a child watching The Breakfast Club, I remember that scene vividly in the movie. where mm, Polka dot panties. Yes, yes. That shot of up Mother Ringwald's dress. I remember taking the VHS tape, rewind, pause, and you know, just having a good look at it. <laughs> Just having a nice hard stare. What are those? <laughs> oh What's up goodness. in there? And, I, and and to me, I never doubted for a second that was Molly Ringwald's uh, nether regions I was staring at. But in mm-hmm. reality, that was probably a body double. That's right. Not Molly Ringwald's puss at all. You've learned. I've learned now. That was a trick. <laughs> that was a trick. But you know what? The poor body double, the body double that stood in there and let the let uh, them shoot up her dress. That young lady. She still did the trick for me. I just think she doesn't get the credit she deserves, you know? That's right. We should find her. We should find her. I wish we could have her on the show. That's tough to pause a VHS tape at just the right spot, too. Yeah, and you always have a little bit of that squiggly line. That line across. And you don't know where the squiggly line is going to, like, Hopefully it's at the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Can I still see it? Can I still see it? Adjust your tracking. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are going to come up today about the millennials on the show. And it's and one of the things that they'll never understand is uh, scrambled pornography. You know? Yeah, like scrambled pornography, they'll never. A, a, a kid of today, a kid growing up today, will never have to like know the the tr- challenges of jerking off through scrambled porn. You know? Yeah, turning like, that big satellite from G three to G four. Yeah, even just cable. When you're when I was in university, we get cable package, but we didn't pay for the porn, of course, right? Mm-hmm. So you just turn to the porn channel and you'd wait till you got like clear scrambledness. And you could see, like, oh, I think that's a, a nipple, or that's <laughs> a yeah. that's the insertion point, or whatever. You use your imagination. It's like one of those three D uh, paintings that you see. You just stare at it for a while <laughs> until you can until it all comes clear. Well, and you can hear it too, right? Like, yeah, you can hear it. You know what's going on. Yeah, you can hear it for sure. You can hear the. It sounds like an old, you know, someone pulling an old boot out of a mud puddle. You know, that's right. Now i <laughs> i grew I grew up in the city, so I had this weird phenomenon as a kid where. Um, uh, Every once in a while, you and your buddies would be hanging out in the woods, and you'd discover somebody's stash. Oh, yeah. So there's woods oh, porn, yes. and yeah. I don't know if woods porns exist. No, they don't even buy magazines anymore. Did that happen out here? Yes. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> in the shop, you go to like your buddy's dad's shop. Oh, like, yeah. Shop porn. Shop porn. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I didn't have shop porn. Oh, yeah. I, I remember my dad's company was on strike one time, and I was with him in Simcoe, and we stopped in at the... They had like a trailer set up in front of the building where all the the union guys were and he brought me into that little union trailer and it was just covered with pornography on the walls. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, eh? it's great. <laughs> when you're a kid, it's like, am I allowed in here? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, just silent and, and staring. <laughs> Stare, taking it all in, eh? <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, man. These guys are into things I can't even imagine, you know? <laughs> this yeah, is that, awesome. That, that, that period of discovery, I think, is gone for kids, you know? Yeah. They just get it too easy, you know? They don't have to do the, the hunt and the search yeah. and, you know, what, look at uh, underwear catalogs and stuff like that. You know, all the things that we had to do, the, ru- oh, yeah. the, the ruminant stuff. Even just use your imagination. Yeah. It's like things. that with everything, too. Video games now. My kids play video games. They don't have to figure any of it out. They just go online. They can watch a guy play the whole game. Every trick, every like secret in the game. Yeah, it's insane. It's like, out there immediately. They watch people playing the game yeah. to learn it. Eh? I watch yeah. my nephews yeah. I'm like, where's the enjoyment in that? Fuck. Figure it figure it out yourself right yeah. like right. you had to play super mario forever like, <laughs> ever. Yeah, for like like tens and hundreds of hours to find where the where so, the warp was yeah to get World the freaking raccoon suit <laughs> number three right oh you're showing your <laughs> age right. michael i was talking about super mario one, one. one. i've played it no oh. the saying three was a real tough one it was raccoon suit <laughs> frog suit even <laughs> i had no idea i don't know anything what you're talking about right now you weren't much of a gamer no i wasn't i remember when you were a kid though you had an arcade by your house yeah, right. Oh, you that was like my babysitter. Yeah, we were there yeah. all the time. More than a TV. Yeah, playing. Definitely. Do you remember what your game of choice was? I used to love. Uh, it was called Wonder Boy and Monsterland. That sounds about right. Yeah, it was great. And I could w- finish the whole game. Was it one of those things where you have two little people and they have to go talk to each other? You know, like those kind of <laughs> yeah. games, like like a Zelda, like a Legend of Zelda. Yeah, where like the two you people get the bubble. Yeah, and then they talk, and then you have to get like things and yeah. those are the, to me the worst kind of games i was never able to there was some of that yeah, yeah you had to stab monsters and 
collect gold coins and stuff. The only game I remember really being into for a while, other than like sports games like hockey, whatever, like NHL 98 or whatever, yeah. uh, I would play um, uh, the Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah, 3D Remember Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein? I was just on like a on a computer, like on a, a PC. That was the best when it came out. Yeah. It was like you, the first 3D, first-person shooter kind of. Oh, I love that game. Yeah. That was the best. And yeah. you could go, you could kill Hitler at the end. Yeah. But he was super like, uh, he was like all, he had tons of weaponry. Yeah, he was in a giant me- mecha suit or something. Yeah, he was like the Terminator Hitler. Super yeah. Hitler. Yeah, super Hitler. And you had to go <laughs> kill him. It was the best. That's the best. That's the villain yeah. at the end. Yeah, Hitler, <laughs> the big, the big monster. Nothing at all like the real man, but more like like uh, pe- like people's like vision of him in their head. Right. You know? Right. The only game actually, I thought another game that I really liked was Mike Tyson's Punch. I was going to say so that. Good. Yeah. yeah, that game was unbelievable. That was good because that was Soda Popinski. One of those things where you had. <laughs> I don't think that was Soda Pop, Michael. <laughs> Glass well, Joe. Glass yeah. Joe. Yeah. Yeah, they all had their little tricks. Yeah, Tigers. What was the one? Tiger Ali. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And he had a he had his like a, his, he had a turban and, and yeah, his he, diamond yeah. shone in his belly button or something, right, and then yeah. he had to punch him in it. He went side to side. <laughs> you had to get him in the right timing. Yeah. And then there's that fat guy at the beginning, which when he opened his mouth, you punch him. And his pants dropped. And his pants would drop. <laughs> oh yeah. And then you could really feed him. Yeah. Hippo or something yeah. like that. King yeah, yeah. Hippo. King Hippo. Hippo. Well, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. You had to figure all that stuff out, or yeah. one of your buddies would figure it out, and then you learn from them. But now you could you can go online. And and see how to beat every character you finish. Yeah, the game yeah. Like it's more minutes. like memorizing it. Like yeah. you go on the YouTube video, find out how to master the game, memorize it. But and it's then, already done for. Then it play. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you went to the arcade, Dave, did you like meet up with your buddies? Yeah, I went there with my brother a lot, and and there was just like the locals at the arcade that would come and go, right? Yeah, like the kids don't meet up now. They just like put headphones on and sit in their fucking room alone. And yeah. yeah. Socks. Very different. The, the, the arcade. That's yeah, I but think the idea of it. Was kung great. Fu was the other good one. They had tabletop kung fu in there where you had two joysticks. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Simple, like uh, just simple moves. Oh no yeah. No one yeah. can see my hands, but they have Chopper Command in there. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you remember Chopper one. Command? That was a good one too. Yeah. Right? That was an arcade game that I remember, where you kept having to drop bombs on people. A lot more war stuff then, but I think it's still the same, right? Oh, yeah, the war, war stuff's thing. gone through the roof. Like yeah, it's, it's, a, it's incredible. Call of Duty and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, now yeah, you can yeah. like play with people though too yeah, yeah. and that's the argument that the young kids would say when they listen to us old fuckers talking about how we would say oh, these kids today they don't do anything right um they would say well we actually interact more than you interact because we're interacting online yeah. and constantly we have, yeah. we're playing games and we're constantly communicating they're, with one another always connected to people yeah that's what they say we they actually are the most they communicate more than any other generation period but they don't say anything yeah they're not right. communicating in person they're communicating to like a, a username yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. fucking know that person. Yeah, and then they'll FaceTime them, and then they think they know them because of a FaceTime conversation or whatever ch- through choppy, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I just I have a struggle with it. The thing is, though, like you're younger than the rest of us, Michael. Yep. Um, how do you think? Like, you would think that uh, you'd be more in tune with it than anyone else. Yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm in tune with it, and I've definitely done it, but I still. If I play video games, like I'll play a sport game or whatever online and play, and like you'll play, like I, I like playing soccer, and uh, yeah. you'll play a guy or whatever online, which is super cool. I, like I love the technology of it; it is amazing. Yeah. But like, then you get like chirped by some random username <laughs> guy calling me a fag, eleven-year-old kid, and I'm just, yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> like, who is on the other side of this? this is and, like I'm not going to engage in this. It's totally fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whether I won or lost, like, I'm just going to play another game. I got, like, a window of this much time where I can fill these games in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We played um, uh, Mario Kart with with Charter's kids, with your kids. My kids played your kids on Mario Kart, and it was fun. Like online? Online, you know, like we – this was a couple Christmases ago, I think, even – and we started playing against each other, and the kids were all jacked up about it because they were playing against people they knew. Yeah. But then there were like people from Spain and the United yeah. States and everywhere mm-hmm. that were playing with them as well. And some of their names were like uh, Pussy Liquor Twelve and <laughs> yeah, stuff exactly. like that. <laughs> and you're like trying, like they're nothing, they're not doing anything wrong. They're playing Mario Kart, but their names are. Yeah. And you're like, kids don't look at the other names of the kids, but you can't really let them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, the technology is unbelievable. There's no question about it, but it's, yeah, it's a weird world to get trapped in. Yeah. Yeah. People still aren't even using it to like a, even remotely what they could be using it for. Yeah. That's, the, and I think the, and right. the next big thing is the VR, right? Yeah. So I was just going to say that. Yeah. Virtual reality is the next huge thing coming out. So who knows where that's going to take us. So, Sony's next big console is going to be the PlayStation VR. Yeah. 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 It's, 
And then they'll start mixing the VR with uh, with like the Pokemon Go technology, so you have like real Aug- shit everywhere. On yeah, and like you're you can like your arms are moving inside. Like it's yeah. crazy. Every all your movement. They'll be able to take like your your home plan, like your house plan, and like and it'll become part of the game yeah. world. You know, yeah, yeah. Like they scan it or whatever. They scan yeah. your house. Crazy, even man. even Pokemon Go did that, right? They would scan your house over, over time. That oh, was really? a real flop, eh? Like it, it just disappeared as quick as it came. Yeah, yeah. you could only go so far. It was big at first, and then Luke, my son Lucas, tells me there's going to be a big update at Christmas, so maybe that'll get people get people going again. But that's the other thing with, with technology; like it changes so fast, and it has to, or people get bored so fast now. Yeah, yeah. Has, like, yeah, has there been a porn application of Pokemon Go yet? <laughs> I don't know because that seemed to be the, nat- something. the natural progression was that eventually there'd be like, you know, Pokey Horror Go. <laughs> <laughs> Poke a whore. Poke a whore. <laughs> you can do like a, le- a leisure suit Larry kind of like that was Pokemon Go yeah. thing or whatever, where you go around banging chicks and stuff. Leisure <laughs> suit Larry was the first one ever to do that. You know? yep. Yeah. Larry Lackawanna. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big. That was a big game for it. Do you remember that one, Mike? Oh was yeah. Leisure, leisure suit Larry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There were so many too. Yeah, yeah. Those are that was like groundbreaking. Just like do you remember the movie Fritz the Cat? <laughs> yeah. It was uh it was like a porno that or first, not a porno first but a, X-rated cartoon, an X-rated cartoon, cartoon yeah, yeah. yeah where the cat would go around banging everything it smokes weed <laughs> yeah <laughs> I remember that was brought into the house as a, when I was a kid right and I think my dad must have watched it or something like that but I was very interested in it of course right <laughs> laser disc or ever put in Fritz the cat oh yeah man laser disc yeah it used to be awesome. like uh, exciting I remember like going to a buddy's house on Friday night and like. He had figured out his dad's porn code. Yeah, yeah. Like the lock code. Yeah, yeah. The kids don't get that excitement anymore. It's just like no. you press, you write Pornhub, and there it is. Yeah, yeah. The lock code was great. Oh, that I was like that code. one that the, we talked about on the show before where, the, where our one cousin took the porn code <laughs> yeah. and then flipped the script on his dad, changed Man. the code to his own. Brilliant move. Yeah, and then his dad couldn't argue with him about the fact that he had changed the porn code because it would be admitting that he had a porn code. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So why you need to, why do you know how you know the things switch? That's right? balls. That is balls. balls. It's genius. Balls. It's diabolical. This is one of the most uh, genius things I've ever heard of, and one of the proudest <laughs> I've been. Because I never, if my kid did that to me, I'd be like, oh, touche. That smart fucker. That guy got me. Now yeah. I'm fucked. But I would think you know the, move, the only move you can do then as a parent is to go in there and say, I like, like, you have to say, we're going to have the talk now, and you're going to find out your dad likes pornography. (laughs) And you brought this on yourself. That's right. I need my code back. (laughs) Yeah. You're ruining my late nights. Yeah, and you'll be lucky if you don't give me my goddamn code back, I'll be jerking off right in front of you. (laughs) And dad's going to be angry. Yeah. Try washing that out of your brain, I tell you that. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you know what we should do? We should slip into a little segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Motherfucking feedback. Feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback this week. This week's segment is brought to you, uh, as always, by our friends from Amazon. If you want to do your Christmas shopping, you know, you put that, you put it right in the favorites tab. You put in Live from the Dutch Hall. That was the trick we learned last week. Yes. You put it in the favorites, and you click on Live from the Dutch Hall there. It brings you to our website, livefromthedutchhall.com. And there's our two Amazon banners. You click on those. You do your Christmas shopping. It gets delivered to your house. If you want, you can sign up for Amazon Prime. Yeah, I did. And you get free t- uh, two-day shipping. Plus a few other perks like streaming and stuff like that you can try for. Well, it's the it's the Christmas season and the gifts need to get here. Yeah, so try Amazon true. Prime, thirty day free trial. Oh, well, it's perfect time to do it. Exactly, man. It's on the right side of the page. Scroll down, there it is. There you go, and it works out great. Cause some of that money comes and helps the show. And we are we're in the middle of putting together a Christmas list. One of the things is probably got to be. Um, uh, some guitar repair for Steve or something. <laughs> That's right. That thing is falling apart. It's falling, falling apart. apart. So uh, we have that on the list, and we don't. And I'm thinking about a kickstand for that Calhoun. Calhoun. Oh, nice. Calhoun. nice kick pedal. Paul's talking about making that whole bar into some sort of percussion instrument. The yes. whole thing, where it's actually got a kickstand in the floor, like a floor kick, mm-hmm. and a, and then maybe the uh, Calhoun or something like that is just rigged up Talk into the into it's put the, right in there. Into so the that thing. One, and then he's got a bar with like a cowbell and, uh, and you know, all, all the percussion, like percussion sections. Yeah. He wants to put it all over uh, around the bar. And I thought that's a pretty good idea, except for we need someone to play it. 
<laughs> it usually helps. Yeah. It'll be sweet for when we go on the road. Yeah, yeah. Look like we're important. <laughs> yeah, right. we'll be bringing that bar with us. It'll be strapped to the roof of our bus. <laughs> um, nice, nice gong, too. Also, you can uh, go on that same website, you know, live from the Dutch Hall.com. Yep. There's also a VG Meets coupon. You can go bring that to either of the VG Meets locations in Simcoe or Stony Creek, and you can get a really good uh, deal on some very good meats. Mm. VG Meats, they're Delicious. underselling themselves. Mm. If you be any closer, you need rubber to the farm, you need rubber boots. Yeah, Pete's wearing the shirt. Right. Yeah, I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah. Mm. And uh, who else do we got to do? Van Dyke Party Services. Of course. Mm. Van Dyke Party Services. Uh, if you'd like to hire, if you have some event going on, and this year, this this uh, time of year is, is is typical. There's so many Christmas parties that you're going to week after week, day after day. This mm-hmm. is another Christmas function. 90% of them are mind-numbing. They're just horrible, you know? But you know what's going to help that out between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins? Oh, yeah. If you email us at livefromthedutchhall at gmail.com, we will send between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins to your event, and you're going to have the time of your life. And that's all it's going to cost you is between uh, is $100 of cold hard cash and all of our expenses, which will be dear. Oh, yes. And if you're not 100% satisfied, we will return your $100, but those expenses have run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by Clean Flow. Mm. And Clean Flow, uh, Clean Flow sends he sends us uh, there, our sponsors from Clean Flow sent us some very uh, good gifts. Hell yeah! And uh, great sponsor. And not to mention we got a, we got a new uh, frozen concoction maker. It came oh, in the mail this week. Awesome! Nice. But in addition to that, we also got a a, a camera. We got some sort of a GoPro type camera called, I think it was like an X Pro, it's called. Camera. Yeah, wants oh, to sweet. record some. And of so it. I think he's telling us he wants more live footage, like he's been getting off Facebook Live. Right on. And uh, you know what? Because they've been such great sponsors, we'll be happy to try our best to figure it out. So uh, thank you very much to Clean Flow again for being being uh, sponsors. Super sponsor. Super sponsor. Super. And, uh, you know, so we get feedback every week. We get it from uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, iTunes, all this shit, right? That's right. This week, we got it on the Life of the Dutch Hall page. Oh, nice. On uh, on uh, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> yeah, on Facebook. And uh, here it's from a guy by the name of Bruce Veltry. Okay. Bruce. Bruce. Bruce says, Dear Peter, big fan here. Hmm. Yeah, it starts out nice, eh? But then it's but. But. It says, Peter, big fan here, but dot, 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 dot. Lots of dots. Oh, lots of dots. It's a heavy pause. Oh, man. Takes a real pause there. So we got our compliment, but now it comes. I take exception to your comments on the Panorama Festival of Lights. Oh. Calling them a colossal bore. You sound like a whining millennial. I'm so bored. Entertain me. Entertain me. They're friggin' lights, for Christ's sakes. What do you want them to do? <laughs> Use your imagination. Uh, sing a song while you, you're in the park, or and you're, and you're a friggin' musical. There, you're not so bored. Oh, shit. Do a two-step on Broadway. You're a star. Christmas lights are boring. Sheesh, go to your safe room for a while and sing a Christmas carol. So he's very tough on me. Ranty. Didn't like didn't didn't like the fact that we were we were so tough on the panorama lights. Do you think Bruce may have set up some of these lights? Well it's very sensitive. I'm gonna ask Bruce right now. If they're so goddamn good, explain one thing to me. (laughs) What is the and this is gonna be an inside joke for people who haven't been to (laughs) Simcoe Panorama Lights. But what's the story with Santa Claus, a gingerbread man, and a whale that's pulling the sled? <laughs> because it's front and center in that display. There's Santa Claus on a sled with a gingerbread man being pulled by a whale. <laughs> you know that old Christmas gem? Yeah, it's a, please explain. <laughs> really goes back. <laughs> right? It's a classic. It's, a, it's, it's the focal point of their whole thing. It's right on the highway. You can see it. You know, geez. I don't know what it is. Anyways, <laughs> but I guess that sense of wonder is actually re- relieving me of my boredom. <laughs> you know, millennials don't, that's that's where he's also wrong. Millennials don't complain about being bored. They've never been bored their whole life. They're the, only, they're the first generation to grow up without being bored because they always have something to fucking do, right? God forbid they don't have something to do for 10 seconds. They have to think they're going to, they, they lose their minds, right? But, it, but we, we were bored. We got to do fuck all. I grew up on a farm. There was nothing to do. There was no one around. 
there was no one coming to visit you. You yeah. just had to like make up games. Turn to your thoughts. Yeah, turn to your <laughs> exactly. thoughts. And that's what happened. It ruined me. <laughs> it drove me insane. Years of your own thoughts. But I got to tell you something about Bruce. <laughs> Bruce has been a supporter of our show right. for quite some time. He's liked our episodes on Podbean. Sweet. Oh, he's uh he's been a, a constant supporter. He even sent out a, a tweet during Bushstock hmm. that he was happy to see the Dutch Hall boys up on stage. Aww. You know, this guy's been a supporter for so long, but you know one thing he's never been is our listener of the week. Yeah, the listener of the week. That's right. This is your week. It's your week, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks, Thanks Bruce. Bruce. And if ever, anyone would like to send us feedback, there's only there's a whole bunch of ways you can do it. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn. You know the things there are. Where you can go on <laughs> iTunes. Those things. There's a bunch of them. There's all those things. We're on them all. Anyways, that's feedback. Or you can give me an email at livefromthedutchhallgmail.com. That's a, that's always my favorite. Favorite. And also, we wanted I wanted to give a shout out to Kevin Van Dungeon. Who uh, recommended the uh, song from last week, Big Big Balls, and mm-hmm. we ended up playing it. It was, it was fun. A big hit. It ended yeah. up being fun. Yeah. We encourage that. Yeah, so if you have any other requests, make sure you get them in here because the band will play them. Yeah. They're really starting to come together. A lot of compliments from the from the uh, listening audience for the band. Yeah. Mm. People do seem to like you. They like you pro- progressively more each week and me less <laughs> each week. <laughs> that's all right. Oh, that's right. So, um, we were talking earlier today, as much as we're bitching about kids and stuff like that, uh, not getting things, the one thing that Steve mentioned, Dave, and I don't know if you've come across this with your children yet, is they don't teach long division anymore. You know, I don't know what the fuck they're teaching in math class. <laughs> like, I read the books. I don't understand how they're... They don't add they, even like normal. They, they, they add they in groups of stuff. It, it's all different than the way we did it. I, it's very I don't confusing. Know. Like, I want to have an open mind, but it, it just makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, I know. It's like they almost changed it all just to make us not be a part of it, like that we're completely out (laughs) of it. Because there's no way we can relearn, like, in a more inefficient way to do things than the way we 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 learn. We learned the actually quickest way to do things, like a division sign. Yep. You just do that, you know, like a A little box thing. Multiplication. You got the rows. And and the root of what we learned was was by rote or like memorization memorization that's right you you had to memorize your times tables and that's like the foundation right that's the building blocks for division yeah, and, yeah. For, and mm-hmm. for any any more complex math if you don't have those those things Basic. memorized in your head then i, I don't gone. know i can't succeed but apparently like they don't teach that anymore they don't they don't send flashcards home they don't no Mm-mm. just what we did just like what what the parents do on their own like to to help them out if they want to and then right. even then you can't show your work like that because it's not what they taught you that's right it's wrong so it's wrong <laughs> they get the answer right so i just say well just do this to check your answers you know like that's what i say yeah anyways it's fucked i think that we can go through a whole life without learning division and uh and it's like you, that's a basic skill. There's four of them. Yeah, that's yeah. like just regular math. You know, <laughs> addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. If you don't get one of them, how do you how do you do that part of it? They yeah. still teach. Ah, just so solid. they're they're teaching these kids like there's nothing they can apply in real life. I, my daughters have asked me to show them long division a bunch of times because they're like, we don't get it in school, but I know it's a good. But check I need to it. use it in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, why don't they teach you that? And they're like, I don't know, they don't. It's fucking crazy. I had to break out the Cheerios the other night to teach Cedar. Adding and subtracting. Division. Division, yeah. She's 11 years old. No one's ever taught me how to divide. What? That's fucking okay. crazy. Yeah, we learned that shit in like, you know, grade three or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I you know? can remember reciting in the class, like, with the teacher, all the times tables. Um, yeah. Two times two is four. Yeah. Right through all the numbers. Yeah. Or we're getting worksheets. Repetitive, repetitive, do it over again. Yeah, just learn it, learn it, learn it. And you and hated you just... it, and then you see, like, holy shit, no wonder I had to do that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because it comes in. It's, it's the only it's stuff you need on it. Yeah, you actually need basis. that in real life all the time. All the time. Yeah. But kids, my kids will argue with me. You don't need math. You don't need You don't need spelling. You know, you don't need anything like <laughs> certainly that. certainly don't need cursive. Cursive is dead. Cursive is dead. Like, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. A my d- kids still want to learn that, too. Yeah. They, they all practice it, but. Piper, but it is dead. <laughs> Piper learned it. But she's the only one of my kids who's uh, who's taking cursive. Yeah, it's a different world, man. But I, I you know, I think it's working somehow because I know my kids are pretty good with mental math. Jonah, especially, mm-hmm. he's like, he just comes up with the answer on some complex question. As I'm trying to explain it to him, he just writes the answer down. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But then that doesn't do them any good either because you have to explain your answers. Right. So you not just provide them. It's not good enough to be right anymore. It's not good enough for the school, but it's good enough for me. Yeah, it's good enough for me too. <laughs> if I get a test for my kid and her answers are all right, and then but she didn't explain any of her work, I'd be like, well, I know you got a bad mark, but at least you're smart. <laughs> yeah. You know? But like I don't, I don't care at all. My kids, I don't really care. I don't know if we'd say that, but <laughs> but you're not basing like, everything yeah. on the grade. No, no, of course Sorry. not. You know, it means so little to me. Like I, 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 I don't agree enough with the school system having lived through it once, and uh, to believe that it holds a lot of weight now. You know, yeah, I, I would think that I just don't care, but I don't want them to lose opportunities in life. You know, because they have a flipping attitude that they've inherited from me. Yeah. But uh, I do want them to try hard, but you know, it's just it's kind of a, a it's kind of like a narrow-minded approach to intelligence. What they have, as far as I'm concerned, because you're trying to put everybody in one box, and it's just not they don't applicable. all fit. Yeah, yeah, they don't all fit. No one does. Mm -mm. And impossible. then they try to give everyone their own box, and then that doesn't work either because now you need a teach one teacher per kid. You yeah, know? that's too hard too. So I don't know what the right answer is. Luckily, but. I think the world is changing so that you know opportunities are different than what they were when we were going through the school system with the internet and you see all these startup companies, see all kinds of young people making, making a big off one little idea or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it seems to be easier to do that kind of stuff or like do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. No one's, uh, uh, I don't think there's a lot of uh, young kids now that are lining up for corporate life. You know, they're just, I don't think it's as attractive to them. And now they're saying that the companies out there have to do a bunch of things to attract millennials to their, uh, company. Yeah. Mm. And uh, they do things like make it a fun environment, a good, good culture and all that stuff. And they're saying this is a new change because most corporations are not catering to the millennials, but this is the workforce they need to, the largest workforce that's out there and replacing the baby boomers and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we were the Generation Xers, which is what I am. We were, I was in the workforce. I hated it every minute of the same shit that the millennials hate. Nobody fucking cared because there wasn't the the baby boomers were still working, so nobody they didn't have to be replaced. We yeah. they were just still bunging up the system, and they had nowhere for us to go. Yep. So they didn't give a shit about placating us because we could leave. And now all of a sudden, they're the baby boomers are dying and getting old, and these uh and they need these kids. So now they have to do what they wanted to. But they it's not like they have they 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 have more interest in work life balance. They say you know these these millennials. Well, the Generation Xers were the first to show any interest in that. They were the first people to turn down a raise because they they was they didn't care about the money. They just yeah. wanted the free time or they wanted the better life or whatever. Yeah. And, like, and now the millennials are getting all the uh, con uh, concessions for it because they have the numbers or whatever. So it's just timing, eh? Yep. Lucky. And again, again, the Generation Xers are left bitter and holding the bag. You know? <laughs> That's right. Once again. Yeah. Anyways. They seem to care less about stuff too, the the millennials, and I think it's maybe because they've always had all the stuff, all like since they were babies, you know. Yeah, they've always yeah. had everything. Well, so Steve, Steve tells a great story of an article he read on um, on uh, Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed. Oh, I just recorded that whole thing. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Siri. <laughs> Siri didn't understand what I was talking about the millennials, but she recorded it all for me. Sorry about that. Go, uh, right. So uh, you were ta reading a thing on BuzzFeed. Yeah, it was about. Uh, it was written. It was a piece written by a millennial, uh, and the uh, the title of the article was you know top ten reasons why concerts suck, <laughs> uh, which is ridiculous to me uh, on so many levels. But it was the most inane thing you could read like you know uh, part of her her reasoning was it sucks because there's crowds <laughs> or because the uh, you know the band doesn't play or they they play their their big hit last and you have to sit through you have to wait an hour it. and a half of bad music that yeah. they didn't like yeah surprise surprise and they hated the bathrooms and the lineups <laughs> Tick <laughs> tickets are hard to get didn't you say <laughs> yeah and at the end of the article it says you should have just stayed at home listening to it by yourself in a room because that's more enjoyable. Yeah. Which makes zero sense zero to me sense. whatsoever. Uh, like, yeah, that's like bitching about everything that's wonderful about concerts. You yeah. know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, if you don't go there and see like a shit show and I'd be grossed out by the porta potties yeah. and, you know, like watch a person like lying in their own puke at some <laughs> concert. Yeah, you're all yeah. sweaty. Yeah, yeah, that's a concert, man. That's all the beauty of it. Like, if you don't go through the horribleness of it. Yeah. You don't have the stories afterwards. You know, it's yeah. not supposed to be pleasant. It's supposed to be like, how do you tell a story as a millennial that everything goes well? Your stories are all like, and then today I had a, a very nice day. Yeah. And everybody was nice to me. And we all not like, <laughs> got remember, along. Remember that time I sat in my room and watched a concert yeah. on YouTube? Yeah. That was and great. nobody hurt my feelings. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 
And I got to watch all those suckers sitting there, like in the front row, getting squished. Yeah. And they were sweaty, and some guy was peeing on their on their calf. <laughs> <laughs> and I got bored and made a sandwich. God, that's crazy. It is nuts that the kids are like that. Thanks yeah. for the beer, Pete. Yeah. No, you didn't <laughs> nice want work. one before. I don't know. I thought you said you didn't want one. Do you want one? Hey, I'm Dave. Fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I only got people that had one before. Did you want one? I did have one. It's right there. Oh, oh you did? Uh, okay, well, hold on a second. I'm going to hit pause and get you a beer. There, are you happy now, Charles? You got your beer and everything? <laughs> you had to make me your bitch for yeah. a second you, because you're such a gimp. But it didn't stop you this morning. From carrying uh, <laughs> four coffees, your guitar, <laughs> and your stupid scooter, which is uh, yeah, down the fucking down stairs, stairs, down the stairs, while the three of you just stood there and and uh, smiled, trash <laughs> me. We took a picture. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Might have to appreciate that. that yeah. I actually had to take a picture to, to witness the greasiness. I could yeah. see there's a slick of grease from like my along my whole uh, <laughs> patio where Dave rolled up. Is this one of your shower days? It's an off. Dave? It's yeah. Today is my shower day, so I'm. It's like I'm on a strict every other day shower program because mm-hmm. it's kind of a pain with this cast. But yeah, today's the day. This is uh, this is the end of the road. The road what do you mean? Rides. The end of the like. I'm at the end of my not shower time, so I don't. It doesn't get any greasier than this. How long you got to wear that cast for? Two more weeks. Oh. Two more weeks. Oh yeah. So that's like three more showers. <laughs> <laughs> He's at peak grease level. Yeah. Peak grease. Do you uh uh so you were you're riddled with injury, but you have a two weeks before you're out. Yeah. Right. And then I'll see if I can still walk. Hopefully I can. And then uh and then I'm I'm gonna be out of commission soon after that, right? It's gonna be in January sometime. Yeah. Where they're going to do a surgery on my vocal cord, and we're going to be... Um, I was going to say you're going under the knife, but actually you're going under the laser, laser. beam. The laser beam, Freaking yeah. laser beams. Yeah. I can't wait. It's like a, like, I'm picturing like a lightsaber. They're just going <laughs> to... Shoved wow. down. Open wide. Yeah. <laughs> I would hate to see the vision of... Like, you're like almost... We talked about this last time, where you're almost dead, you know, just sitting there on a table. just They're just like, do whatever they want with you. I was, in a way, you'd like to see the footage, but in a way, you'd, I, it would be horrifying to see yourself like yeah, that. Yeah, you'd want to unsee it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, YouTube the procedure to see what they No, were? I'm not like that. I don't want to know. I don't want to see <laughs> no it. No spoilers. Yeah, I want to know that I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm going to be uncomfortable and in pain, I'm sure, but I'm not going to, I don't want, I don't care what happened. Yeah, I, I prefer not to hear about it. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't want to know. I either. trust that he knows what he's doing, and that's about it. Uh, so I, I'm hoping you you're the type of guy that would look at every detail. I always look it up, and I always wish I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I still <laughs> yeah. do it. I can't help it. I looked up a vasectomy procedure before I had my vasectomy. Yeah, and then I felt what? Yeah, I felt like really sick after. And I don't, I don't usually get like that. I looked up my ankle surgery. They have the whole surgery online on a real ankle. Oh. You can watch the whole thing. And did that make you sick, or was it more with your dick? That that yeah, it was more my dick. That didn't make me sick. <laughs> The dick worried you a bit more. But at the same time, like, I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I want that to happen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as a result of my surgery, I'm going to have to be uh, quiet for two weeks, at least. <laughs> the winter of quiet. Mute. Yeah, so no talking at all for two weeks. Jesus. And, and what uh, you, Ball gag? What, how, how are you going to accomplish that? <laughs> well, I think I think nature accomplishes it for me. I think it's. I don't think I have much choice in the matter. I, I don't think it's going to be pleasurable to talk. Oh. So I, I think that that's going to be helpful that I can't, that it hurts like hell. Yeah. Man, so, um, but I don't know. I just know you're not supposed to talk to let it heal. You're supposed to do, just drink water, apparently no cigarettes. That Ooh. makes sense. <laughs> you think that would help it. Yeah, you think that cigarettes <laughs> would help. Yeah, but no. Coated apparently. even. Yeah. The doctor said they're actually quite bad. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. What next? You know, what next? <laughs> Who is this? Who would have thought just pumping yourself full of these smokes isn't going to be... <laughs> A healthy thing, but they should put a warning on the package or something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a picture. Maybe a picture. <laughs> could happen. Yeah. Some sort of big, grotesque picture would help. So, uh, what so are you going to say? Oh, weeks. so two weeks of no talking. So that's going to make that's going to really cut into the show. Yeah, what like, are you going to do? The show would be boring with no talking. That's right. right? <laughs> so we decided uh, we can't do no show because that would be a um, a disgrace oh, it would just be, to our commitment yeah. to the audience, right? So we're going to do who instead guest hosts. Yes. Oh. And uh we have uh, one guest host uh scheduled for the first week. Oh, really? Penciled in I think at this point in time because of his schedule. His schedule he makes commitments and doesn't always live up to him. 
but I'm going to take him for his word this time. Our first guest host will be... Dave the Rooster Charters. Will be our first guest host. I'll do it. And our second guest host is going to be none other than... Our bartender, Paul Van Dyke, wow. will be here. Wow. Show. Yes. This is great. So we have two guest hosts lined up. And then uh, next week's show is going to be uh, uh, a great guest coming in. Mark Trees LaForest oh, is coming in. No, I can't wait. Yes. Uh, a former Toronto Maple Leaf goaltender uh, that I remember him from as a kid. and then, uh, But also he's played everywhere, journeyman, a professional hockey player, and also quite a fisherman. Professional oh, storyteller from yeah. right here. Yeah, oh, great, great storyteller. Story so I uh, can't wait for that. That's going to be next week. So... Uh, Anyways, Charters, you're the first one up uh, to host the show. Do you feel pressure? I do feel a little bit of pressure. I've been like thinking about the the opening and the intro. Like I've been I've been listening to the tapes and <laughs> you know trying to figure out how you do it. How the you know because you seem so like a master of that. Well, you know, one 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 thing that <laughs> it's gibberish is what Michael says. It's all gibberish, <laughs> <laughs> and it is. But you but uh, you um, you think it'll be easy, Dave? No, I don't think it'll be easy at all. At first, I thought I would try and mimic what you do, you know, just try and be a Pete. But then I realized that, that I can't do that. So what I need to do is just have my own voice, you know, oh, figure, oh, figure my own shit out. Take your own angle. Oh, yeah. Yep. A lot of religion talk. Are you, you think you're choosing topics. You're not. You're just doing what I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm more just thinking about the opening, uh, like the monologue at the start. At the start? Yeah. yeah. Well, again, you'll be reading the script that I provide you. The rest of it's all just bullshit, right? So. <laughs> yeah. You want to give me notes? a script? I will give you notes. Yeah, sure. We'll be in constant contact. I take it seriously. Plus, I'm going to be, uh, Steve's rigged up a contraption for me so that I will That's be right. able to be uh, Sound, heard. Soundboard Pete. <laughs> That's soundboard right. Pete will be on air. But oh, like Stephen Hawking? Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it sounds like Stephen Hawking. It's like a computer, the, the computer notes. You can just play. We should get you a motorized wheelchair also. <laughs> you can steer with your mouth. Well, we can just borrow your uh, your little wagon over there. Your scooter. <laughs> Pete's yeah, going to sit on you that. You can borrow my scooter. I'll just sit on it. <laughs> Instead of kneeling on it, I'll just sit right on it. Put my balls in the basket. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm anxiously uh, excited, I guess. Well, you should be worried, Dave, because you're going to bomb. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have awkward silences and nervousness. I want it, I want it all. Like, I can't wait. That's the best time of my life <laughs> when I can see you guys eating just, shit. Just that watch would, someone suffer. If you do well, I'm going to be really disappointed. I'll be like complimentary. You know, I'll nod a lot. You'll see me give you like smirks and knowing nods, but I'll be disappointed on the inside. That's right. <laughs> you won't be able to tell though because of my silence, you know. <laughs> but just knowing how, that, yeah, I will be disappointed. That he's hoping for the worst. <laughs> There's nothing better than when uh, when you go out and watch a guy you know that's good, at, especially when I, I mean, that's good at comedy, like good at stand up, and uh, you see him just eat shit. Like you see him like. <laughs> Jokes that normally would work, he's screwing them up. He's just bombing all over the place and just keeps getting worse and worse. There's nothing as a guy that has to go up and do that stuff that is more fun to watch than another guy that's, that you know is good. Someone else just comes When you watch a guy that's shitty do shitty, you're just like, oh, man, like this guy's never, not getting better, you know? But when you watch a guy that's good do shitty, that's like hilarious, you know, because <laughs> it's not his. It's, oh, him too. Yeah, it's nice to see that happens to other people. It's great. Because you know the jokes, you know they're supposed to go, and or you know that they work, and you know that this crowd just for some reason hates the joke, you know, like just doesn't like it. Yeah. And then how the guy has to get himself out of that is always funny too. <laughs> it's always funny, especially if he does it worse, like if he's getting worse. <laughs> I saw a guy bombed about a month ago, and I I still can't stop talking about it every time I see him. How much I enjoyed the bomb, you know, because <laughs> he was so drunk, you know, he just couldn't even make sense. <laughs> And I just enjoyed watching them like just be pounded by the crowd. They hated him. Do you feel like like that because uh, you know you screw up too? And it's like, oh yeah, we're all human. Like I fi- I find that watching music is like, is, yeah, you see it, a really good band like a little stumble, and you're like, holy shit, they're fucking human. Yeah, like yeah. they're awesome still, but it's like, oh, that makes me feel way better. That's why I don't like concerts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I don't go. I don't want to see that. I don't they might make a mistake. mistake. I don't want to see my favorite band make a mistake. I don't Actually, wanna... I do because it makes me like them even more. Yeah, it is. real. It is great when they screw up the lyrics or when they laugh about it or they screw up a song completely and have to stop. But, like something yeah. really tragic. Or and to see all... how they handle it, right? Yeah, and then yeah. if they're able to like kind of laugh it off or just show you like, listen, we're all trying yeah, our best. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's hard. 
<laughs> yeah, it's fucking hard. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. almost want to stop and say that. This is fucking hard, but I'm going to keep going. It's yeah. the worst with the in, co- in stand up when you when a, the host brings you up or like after the host uh sorry, after you bring the host up after you're done, if the host says, "Well, you know, stand up comedy, no one ever said it would be easy." <laughs> That's what they come out with. That's uh, not a good sign that you did well. That's not a good sign. I've seen it a few times, and you always see the guy like who's just left, like just get crushed by that comment. And you're like, "What are you thinking, host?" You know, well, that guy was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what the next guy has. Is it, do you think that has to be said sometimes though? Like, like there's so much tension in the room because the yeah. guy did so bad like the host has to just like, it's yeah. like a joke. cut it, yeah, point it the room. sometimes a guy does it really well where they'll be like hey we all did we did y'all just live through that we all lived through that together it was wow. terrible for all of us you know <laughs> just uh, yeah. just know that we all went through that together like that sort of stuff is funny <laughs> but, uh, but it's funnier if the guy makes a joke himself than if yeah. someone's making it about you yeah. you know and just you already know you did bad. You don't need to have somebody else like, tell while, you. While yeah. he's struggling through it, yeah, he, yeah. he makes a joke on himself. A better thing would to do would be to go up there and just make a funny joke, and then people forget already about the yeah, awkwardness, right, right? right? But easier said than done. Yeah, I've never hosted before, and, oh. I, and I don't know if I'd be any good at it because it's a different skill set altogether. The hosting, because generally you don't use your best material, and you have to work. The, um, yeah, you have to like uh, warm the crowd up because they're, they're cold and. Yeah. You know, so you're you got a tougher spot being a, a host. I it'll think. be it'll be like charters hosting this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Change up. I've never hosted before either. He's usually on this <laughs> side of the table. You should bring in we should bring in a whole big studio audience for that one too. Can I run the rattle oh, for sure. Can I run the rattle clap? Yeah. Like if you, you have want to. to yeah. So Pete's oh, yeah. still gonna be here. I am still gonna be here though. That's the host's job though. Pete's if you want play it the to guitar. Be. I gotta play the guitar. <laughs> Pete has to play guitar. I can play E. Perfect. I can play that'll work. The whole theme song is E. Yeah, yeah, I could do E. That's what. That, maybe I'll play E. Yeah. I'll have to practice in a month, but I'll have nothing to do. I'll be sitting in silence and darkness mostly. Just playing a hard E. Yeah. Yep. So everyone got their Christmas tree up? No. Negative. I'm having a hard nope. time getting this out weekend. to cut one down. This weekend. This weekend? Yeah. yeah. Mine is on the floor in my house right now. Womp, fully womp. fully decorated. <laughs> it is a piece of shit. <laughs> Laying on its side? No. Uh, well, right now it's leaning against the wall. Perfect. Yeah, but it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I like seriously through this whole show. I just been thinking about my Christmas tree in the back <laughs> of my head, thinking how in the fuck am I gonna get this thing to stand up? It's like impossible. I've already sawed all the bottom of it. I'm gonna try to drill it. I'm gonna try a whole bunch of things to oh, get this thing to sit. It's too top heavy. I don't. It's not top heavy. It's the bottom is all wonky and it keeps. It's tilty, and then once there's that little bit of tilt, it just hits the tipping point and tips. Oh, It'll man. stand sturdy as hell. And you'll try to like push it, and then you'll walk away from it, and it'll fall over. <laughs> That's oh. your arch nemesis. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't it make you wonder why the fuck we do that? I don't know. We should videotape some of that with our clean flow camera. That'd be <laughs> yes. great YouTube GoPro material. Pete. Oh, me trying to punch Pete. it. Yeah. Great Pete. <laughs> oh, look. I got sap all over me. I'm like the guy from uh, the uh, Christmas, Christmas vacation. vacation. <laughs> you know? Just covered in sap. You see it all over my hands? It's a lot awful. Of sap. Yeah. A lot of sap. A lot of sap. <laughs> a lot That's of, a movie. Do you guys all watch that movie at Christmas time? Oh yeah, like, that is like the best. Like we save it. We want to watch it now, but we got to save it till it's a bit closer to Christmas. Oh really? That's your yeah. go-to Christmas movie? Is the Christmas oh, vacation? Yeah. I think ours would probably be uh, uh, the Grinch, the Jim Carrey one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one too. That's um, I remember that. I know that movie off by heart because I used to watch it in a loop when the kids were young because they just were fascinated by the guy, you know. Yeah. And then. Uh, I still love that movie. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I like it better than the cartoon. And that's saying a lot. Because yeah. normally those are like real shitty. You're always disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cartoon's great. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. the I like the live action good. one. Yeah. yeah. And then classics, I'd go with uh, It's a Wonderful Life with uh, Jimmy Stewart because um, he's just the best in that movie. Right. I just think he's great in it. Mine is definitely Rudolph for a classic. Mm-hmm. Rudolph? My favorite. We always open with that one. It's the first Christmas movie we watch all the time. Yeah, and Rudolph... We were talking about that before the show started. That Santa Claus is such a dick in that whole movie, you know. Oh, like yeah. even at the end, you're like, you're not making it better. You were such a racist player, <laughs> right? He's mean. Yeah, he's right? mean. He's not nice at all. And always under a lot of stress. Douche. He's got to accomplish the impossible or whatever. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, you can at least those elves sang you a song. They made that song for you. You yeah. got to criticize it. The movie's just <laughs> dripping with intolerance, you know. Oh, right yeah. From the, oh yeah. Right from the start, it's awesome. Oh, good. It was made in better red, days. You know, he's uh, they're yeah. talking like it's an atrocity, you know. Yeah. 
Holy mackerel, the guy's just got a red nose. I yeah. like the head elf, too, when he's talking to, uh, I forget the little elf's name, but he wants to be a dentist. Right. Huh? A Is dentist? It... grief. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, what is his name? Cornelius? No, it's yeah. Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius. And... But it's... Yukon uh... Cornelius. I just the... watched it, too. It's not Clarence, narrow... is it? Hmm. Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. I, I can't remember. Someone will send us it. It'll come to me. Anyways. It's the best. You know Honorable. what? Before we go, does anyone want to talk about anything? We got everything set up. We just have to do a little segment. Wait. I want to talk about Tim oh. Hortons in Delhi real quick. Oh, <laughs> oh motherfucker. Because I thought I'd do a nice thing today. Stop at Tim Hortons. I got everybody's order here. Thank you, Dave. You that was very nice because I know what you had to endure, but I'd like to hear about it. This right. is 930 in the morning. So, like, what's today? Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday morning, 930. I would think most people are working. The morning right? rush is over. Mm-hmm. And if you're working shift work, you're probably sleeping. Not in Delhi. No way. What happens in Delhi, everybody is lined up in the Tim Hortons drive-thru. <laughs> like, right out to the road. <laughs> And then this asshole, <laughs> Delhi, the Tim Hortons has two side-by-side like uh, order lanes, right? right? It splits into two right? so they can double up the orders. And then it merges back into one. Yeah. So I'm like in a, I think of it like first in, first out, right? That's right. Yeah, I, every other. The guy behind me, I pull up to the left one. The guy behind me goes right. We both order. And then he glues himself to the bumper of the truck in front of him. So that he can like get it's in front. So he can get in front of me. Yeah, yeah, fucking asshole. He's in a rush, man. Yeah, and then we get up to the window. What's he got? A coffee? No, he's got breakfast. Full sandwich. Oh, Full fucking sandwich and everything. First in, first out. That's the way the process works. Don't fuck it up, people. Yep. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, that's, that's right. true. Right now. It's known thing in Tim Hortons etiquette. First in, first out. Uh, I, I go with double drive-through etiquette, period. What my question about. is about Delhi Tim Hortons is how are they so much slower than any other fucking place in the <laughs> world? It's ridiculous. They've got like 800 people back there. You go 10 minutes down the road to Norwich, you zip in, zip out, even in, you order the breakfast. I did it the other day. Five minutes, you're out of there. Delhi is a 20-minute ordeal. They're fucking <laughs> know, mentally man. retarded in there. Ouch. Yeah, they need an intervention or something. They are. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care. It's the worst Tim Hortons in the fucking world. I think they're all bad. I just, I That's think right. there's no, just go, what happened? Just get an old coffee shop or get a coffee yeah. maker, you know? Yeah. Coffee maker's nice. Good old gas station coffee. Oh, uh, yes. If you can find a good one. With the yeah. powdered cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I almost, I almost, I was, I did two comedy shows last night and I, I went to a Max Milk because there was nothing open when it was done and I was super hungry. And, uh, hot I w- dog? I know. I looked at it. I looked at that hot dog <laughs> rolling around. <laughs> and then I looked at the sandwiches and stuff like that. And I was like, I could get a sandwich, you know? And like I'm a, like, but how are these sandwiches just like still good? Chuck like, wagon yeah. sandwich? Like, why don't they, they like them? mold, you know? So I'm like, a sandwich in a bag, there's no way that sandwich, it's got to be c- treated with something to make it still good in the bag, right? Or is it just that it's like a vacuum I, I don't know in. what they do, man. But it looks like there's air in the bag, though. <laughs> and those hot dogs are different colors. Like the one above will be a different color than the one below. How do you know which one Who to pick? Who buys the hot dogs? I, I know one guy that does. Really? Yeah, I don't want to mention his name. He's a good friend of mine. Really? Man, I don't know how you can do that. It was Iron like, stomach. There used to be a... There used to be in the, the strip club in Simcoe, there used to be a, one of those hot dog machines. When you used Gatsby's. to have fucking strip clubs. Yeah, yeah, Steve. Oh. I didn't do Fuck. it. <laughs> Jesus, it's almost over. It's almost been a year. You better be right. right. I you will be, be right. right. Yeah. My guys need relief. That's all I need. I mean, You're geez. really tired. We're going to have to start a campaign to get our, our offshore laborers jerked off. It's, God it's, damn it's, right. It's, it's, <laughs> hey, it they need a nice relief. They work hard. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Man, Jesus Christmas. Bring it back. Anyways, we, I, was, I went to Gatsby's. They had a, one of those hot dog machines, and I always thought it would be a funny thing to do would be to buy one of those hot dogs and just like lie back on the stage and put <laughs> oh. it in my mouth. Oh. Instead of a, a loony? Instead of a loony or a toonie, just like a, put a nice foot-long it's hot like dog in my lipstick mouth. lipstick thing. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, got a pinky. Just lie there and wait. <laughs> See what happens, right? <laughs> they just eat it. Yeah. I'll tell you my favorite ever um, <laughs> story from Gatsby's and and uh, and Simcoe. We were there. Like this has got to be twenty years ago plus, right? Oh, wait, it's oh. I don't know what you're talking about. The good old days. Now, I don't know. If, I don't know who was with me. I'm saying I was in Gatsby's and Simcoe. We were playing pool, right? Friend of mine. I won't mention who he is. Friend of mine is playing pool. Very soft-spoken guy. Doesn't really say too much. Good at pool, probably. Yeah, pretty good pool player. Anyways, <laughs> the girl on stage uh, has an un. 
un, uh, unfortunate condition. Uh-oh. Uh, something is, is, is askew with her backside. <laughs> like her butthole in particular looked a bit more of an Audi than an Innie. Oh. Right? Prolapse. Yeah, it didn't look like a very uh, well-put-together butthole. It was, it was quite a bit. Um, uh, a lot of meat and no potatoes or something. What, what was it? Like it was. Uh, she had been through preparations preparations A through G, but it hadn't, <laughs> it hadn't reached preparation H yet. Yes, there was something going on there. So I remember it was like the end of the <laughs> end of the third song, you know. So and, and and we were kind of playing pool and all kind of like you know whispering and making mention to it, right? Of her butthole. So just at the end where the song cuts out. My friend, who's a, a, a quiet guy, you can hear the music cut out, and my friends say, someone tell that girl to tuck her asshole back there. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear it, like, echoing through the bar. Not a big was, place. <laughs> not uh, a big place. Oh, man, I never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Did you guys catch any grief or just kept continue? No, on? we just all just laughed, and then the poor girl scurried off stage with her tiger blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Probably to, I imagine Tool was playing. Yes. <laughs> Just finished. Yeah. Yeah. A nice nine inch nails. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are the days. Oh, you know what we man. should do to end this show is just do a little thing we call Weird Facts. <laughs> Weird Facts. You know, during good sex, endorphins are released which are powerful painkillers. So saying you have a headache is in fact a bad excuse not to have sex. I agree yeah, with that. because it'll make you feel better. Yeah, it'll make you feel better. I like that. Yeah, so next time your wife says she's got a headache, just fuck the shit out of her. <laughs> Simple math. Yeah. A woman's sense of humor is an instant turn-on for 49% of men. Do you want to know why? Why is that? Because it's rare. <laughs> It is rare. I was going to say, it's probably true. You can have a girl with a sense of humor. It doesn't mean it's a good sense of humor. And it uh, doesn't mean it's going to be sh- a shared sense of humor like a man would have, you know? it's A lot of times girls laugh about things you don't get, like uh, shopping and cleaning and such. <laughs> and then we're like, I don't get it, right? The fastest red card in a football game, which I, which is a soccer game. Football. The fastest uh, red card in a soccer game was given just two seconds after kickoff. When Lee Todd heard a whistle, heard the opening whistle and said, fuck me, that was loud. <laughs> Red card. Red card, you're out. Really? Fucking Lee Todd, eh? Lee Todd. You know, Rioretta's uh, sends color, the color yellow faster than any other color, which is, well, which is why school buses are painted yellow. To catch your eye faster. And bees. And bees are, are, are yellow, yes. They're all painted that way by God. <laughs> In 2011, a straight British rugby player, the straight British rugby player, had a heart attack and woke up as queer as a $3 bill no. yeah, and uh, became a hairdresser. Just had a heart attack, loved dick, hated rugby. <laughs> Isn't that something? Facts. Strange. Yeah, I don't know how you can prove that, but it's true. A Canadian university has built a puppy room in its campus where students can go and play with puppies to relieve the stress and tension of university. Really? Yes. That's what we were talking about before. The generation of goddamn pussies. They need a puppy to pet. School is hard. Let me pet a puppy. (laughs) Make me feel better. (laughs) The breasts of women who smoke tend to sag very quickly because smoking destroys a protein called elastin. Which gives them elasticity. Keeps the titties up. Yeah. Is that so, what happened to me? <laughs> smoke cigarettes, you got droopy tits, Dave. Titty facts. Do you know that sex has been more? Uh, sex has proven to be more effective to put you to sleep than the average sleeping pill. Oh, yeah. And it's not as bad for your liver. And you'll get rid of your headache. Yeah. And it's just fun. And I recommend anybody that's out there with a with a, a, a partner who tries to turn them down sexually from time to time, just say to your partner, you know how much fun it is? Have you ever had a bad time just getting reamed and reamed? Think of all the benefits. Right? 
nice day if fucking no one's ever been like, geez, that was terrible. Yeah. That was nice. a horrible time. Yeah. Because you know what makes a woman feel loved? Nice cock. Thick and robust. <laughs> Anyways, that's our weird facts for this week. And actually, that's our show for this week. So, uh, so we have been live from the Dutch Hall. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Tell all your friends. If you'd like to, uh, give us some feedback on uh, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. You know the rules. Other than that, we will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Hit it, boy. Morning sun. Nice one guys. It was fun. <laughs>